A popular Outcast production. another episode of the Portable Power Podcast. Today's date is August 10th. I am Kevin Seibert, and with me is... Mark Matters. And Emma Smith. And we have a great bunch of reviews lined up for everybody tonight, but first, let's ask the normal rounds of questions. Emrys, how are you doing? I am great. Are you drinking anything tonight? No, not tonight. Dry once again. Yeah, it's a bummer. Are are you a camel? No. <laughs> do you do you only do you only drink every once in a great while and then store the fluid in a hump on your back? I want to make a joke about my humps, but I can't think of anything. I want to make a joke about your camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are you playing? Um, you know what? My computer is still down, so I haven't been playing anything again. The only kind of controller you've been using that has buttons is the one that involves your belly button? That's correct. <laughs> My body. <laughs> been playing Lint. Is it as robust as it sounds? Yeah, actually. The controllers are really uh, responsive. Sounds like a great follow-up to an indie game like Limbo or Braid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is the physics engine? It's um quite detailed. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> question of the week what is your favorite childhood vacation i never really went on a great deal of vacations when i was a child um but we used to go to california all the time what and we would go to disney world occasionally where did you visit in california my grandparents lived in california when i was a kid but like where in santa barbara oh that's way the hell south for me never mind yeah I have some memories of Disneyland and whatnot. That's cool. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Tipsy. Already? Well, yeah, we started a little late. Yeah, yeah. If you're tipsy, you must be drinking something. Yes, I am drinking Hops of Wrath by Dust Bowl Brewing Company out of Turlock, California, which sounds a lot like central Pennsylvania people say Turlet. <laughs> it's an IPA. It's um, you know what? It's all hops and no flavor. I'm not digging it, but uh, I'm like sixty percent through this bad boy. And if it's if it's getting you silly, then you know it's it's accomplished its mission. Doesn't take much to get me silly. What are you playing? You know, I've been working on this graphic design project for this like demonic overlord of a graphic designer um, boss. He sounds and... rakishly handsome. <laughs> He's very cyber-ty. Um, <laughs> so I haven't had a lot of time for games in my free time, but I did manage to squeeze in a little bit of Final Fantasy VIII this weekend. I don't know why, I just had a hankering to play it. It's one of my favorite Final Fantasies, and I've never actually finished it, so we'll see how far I get this time. 
That's interesting. I've, I've never played that one. I heard from so many people that it, that it wasn't that great. Yeah, it's not It's not like a widely renowned like favorite, but I don't know what it is about it. Something about the presentation, the characters that I, I enjoy. Well, question of the week. What is your favorite childhood vacation? Oh, yeah. So uh, this question was my idea because summer's ending. Kids are going back to school, and so it just kind of got me thinking about summer vacations. And for me, every summer from like seventh grade until like 11th grade I would go to Ocean City New Jersey with my friend Kyle and Ocean City New Jersey isn't the most beautiful place in the world but I don't know it was just cool because we were like on our own we didn't have any parental supervision it was a trip with our old church that we used to go to and um I don't know it was really cool we just roam around and do whatever the hell we wanted for an entire week and best ice cream in the world is in Ocean City New Jersey in case you're wondering Ocean City NJ baby classy Oh, yeah. The hotel we stayed in was, like, the biggest rat-infested dump ever. It was great. One year, we threw um, Oreo cookies in the swimming pool from our, like, tent store window. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what are you up to? What are you drinking? Well, tonight, I'm drinking a Victory Brewing Company Hop Devil India Pale Ale. Solidarity. Yeah, it's it's a... brewery out of Downingtown, Pennsylvania, so, I mean, that's not extremely close, but it's still Pennsylvania. You ever been to the Downingtown Abbey? I have not. That's barely a joke. Continue. <laughs> Do you mean Downton? Forget it. Just don't try to salvage it. <laughs> what have you been playing? I also haven't been having a lot of time for video games at the moment, because I've been having graphic design projects of my own in my free time, but I have been playing through the original Legend of Zelda for the NES in my free time. Wow. On what platform? (laughs) On the 3DS, because I'm not actually home that much these days. Mm. It's been nice. I've been taking the levels out of the order that I usually go in, so it it makes it a little harder, because I have lower health on higher levels of difficulty than I'm used to. That's cool, though. I've never tried it that way. I've always tried to do it by the book. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm I'm enjoying it. Making, Making use of that, um ambassador program yeah so uh favorite summer vacation when i was 12 years old summer between um sixth and seventh grade uh, my dad saved up all of his vacation for years and then called off for an entire month and we got in the car and just drove around the western united states oh wow yeah we went to like all different kinds of national parks we went to glacier we went to the Grand Canyon, all kinds of places like that. We hit a mule deer that ran out in front of us at dusk, which Ooh. are way bigger than white-tailed deer. So wait, how old were you when you did when you took this trip? I was twelve. Okay, so that's good. You know, I I feel like you can't really take good summer vacations when your kids are super young because they won't remember it, so it's not even worth it. Right. Yeah. So I got to do that. It was a lot of interesting experiences because, like, you know, we weren't loaded or anything, so mm-hmm. we. My parents found this program called Mennonite Your Way, which is kind of like hostels, but with Mennonites. Oh, wow. And so, like, people, like, Mennonite people would just, like, open their houses and let us stay there. Bringing it all back to the podcast, I had quite a bit of experience with the Game Boy that summer, because, you know, for a whole month being away from my NES, you know, being in a hotel room with my family at nights, what else am I going to do? Right. Someday we're going to have to cover on the podcast about uh, Kevin as a Mennonite. Yeah. He really wasn't super different. <laughs> Mennonite Kevin. I felt like I, I felt like I could have came up with a good tagline for that, but then I choked. 
Oh, it's okay. As long as you don't choke on your beer. Alright, well, let's get this review train a-rollin'. Would you like to get started there, sir? Yeah. So what I have here is Crazy Taxi City Rush, developed by Sega. It's free on the iOS App Store. Not to be confused with the recent port of the original Crazy Taxi, which is also available on the App Store. This is an all-new, updated take on the classic open-world taxi-driving arcade masterpiece. And the first update they made, it's no longer open-world. Oh. That's yeah. kind of not really Crazy Taxi anymore, then, is it? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's still a timed game where you, as one of several selectable lunatic cab drivers, must uh, promptly deliver your passengers to the destinations or else you lose your fare and the game. But in keeping with the bastardization of gaming by mobile developers, you now select a single mission on an overworld map and depending on the number of passengers for that mission, once you reach the destination, you return to the overworld map and select another fare and do it all over again. It sounds nothing like the Dreamcast game at well, all. Oh, well, you know, and that is provided that you have enough gas in your tank, because uh, I believe you get about three to five tries a day before your gas tank's on empty. Uh, at least in the first few hours of the game, and you either have to wait to, for it to refill, or you have to pay to refill it. Oh, geez. Now, here's the question. Is mm. gas in this game more expensive than real-life gas? <laughs> Do you think I even checked? Because I'm not about to succumb to their hellish ways. Gone from the original games is that, like, fr the thrill of frantically searching for and like finding that next passenger in the nick of time to increase your timer to continue on and get your best scores. You know, for me, and obviously uh, for you guys, judging by what you've said already, that was much of the magic of the original Crazy Taxi games. Yeah. And that's kind of an older mechanic, you know, perhaps one that like younger gamers don't have the patience for. But I would have liked to see it return for me you know, at least as an unlockable, like, free mode or something like that. Also gone from Crazy Taxi, uh, City Rush, full control of your taxi. Your vehicle now accelerates automatically, you know, kind of like a free-running game. And basically you swipe to change lanes. You can hold down one finger on either side of the screen to turn. You can swipe uh, vertically to U-turn and tap the screen rapidly to brake. And there's also like a turbo button on the side of the screen that never seems to be ready to use when I want it to be. And it all works okay in this format, but I like the control schemes of other uh, racing games on the iPhone better, including the port of the original Crazy Taxi. But what's not gone, you ask? What's not gone? I just asked. <laughs> a thrilling punk rock soundtrack. Oh. Except I'm not 19 anymore. And... <laughs> I don't really care for many um, modern punk bands and their bad drag queen makeup and and <laughs> farty butt voices. Uh, Wait, they they didn't stick with the original soundtrack? Well, no, it's not a port. You know, it's a completely new game. If you get the port of the original game, it still has like the Bad Religion slash Offspring soundtrack. That's very repetitive, but it's better than this one. But luckily, in in City Rush, the new game, you know, the one I'm reviewing. 
you can sync the game up with your iTunes account and use your own terrible music. Like rap. You know. <laughs> Seriously though, rap sucks. Stop listening to rap. <laughs> but but even more than even more than rap, stop listening to dubstep. Yeah. I don't know what I can get behind. I feel like dubstep was such a flash in the pan. Anyone who listens to that is like that was like a disco kind of thing. Like it came and went really fast and it's like anyone who's still on that train, it's like, come on now. I feel like it's still around. I feel like every time I meet somebody lately and they're like, I make music and I'm like, Oh really? What kind of music do you make? And they're like, dubstep and then I'm like, Oh, you don't make music, okay. <laughs> No, you make <laughs> noises on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm going to sound like a jerk, and forgive me for sounding like a jerk, but, like, you guys are in an area where, like, people get stuck on things for a really long time and aren't necessarily current on what's going on in the world as far as, like, trends and stuff like that. Like, I'll see posts, because I have a lot of friends from high school on my Facebook, and I'll see them, like, talking about things that are like, no one is talking about this anymore. Like, why are you still on this? So it could just be that they're Pennsylvania hates change. It's true. And I'm not I'm not, I'm generalizing. Obviously there are good people out there, but I'm I'm generalizing because it's just easier to live my life that way. There's no one good in Central Pennsylvania. I'm not even good. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm terrible. I'm the worst of all. Anyway, Crazy Taxi. Remember that? I feel like it's necessary to comment on on how nice the visuals are in this game because I've said so many mean things already. And not only are the graphics really like clean and well rendered, but the art style's really fun and very colorful. It kind of reminds me of, like, The Sims on Ecstasy. <laughs> Additionally, though, <laughs> the game runs really smoothly. Like, it, it looks good. It's definitely a game you can show off to people to prove that your purchase of an iPhone 5S was worth it. There are a huge amount of unlockables and extras in this game. You can customize your cabs down to, like, you know, not just the color of the paint to, like, you know, different types of wheels and crazy hood ornaments like atomic bombs and, and dragons and stuff. And customization isn't only, like, for looks either. It increases the amount of money that you can earn and maybe other stuff, too. I forget, actually. Extra modes, though. There are extra modes in the game, like the like the tank mode, where you basically do the opposite of what your uh, crazy taxi instincts have taught you up to this point. You, you drive a tank around the city and <laughs> smash into as many vehicles as you possibly can uh, within a very short amount of time, it's it's really fun and satisfying, but it's also like it's really hard to get a good score in that mode. So I've said a, a number of negative things about Crazy Taxi City Rush, but I really do think it's like it, it's like ugh, I feel dirty almost, but it's true. It's it's like a sensible evolution of the series for the mobile world. You know, I I admit that many gameplay elements have been retained that still make it feel like the original Crazy Taxi, like, just enough. You still get extra cash for, your, you know, close calls with their vehicles and doing, like, crazy jumps and stuff like that, or, you know, riding on the sidewalk and almost hitting pedestrians, you know, and all the all the passengers and pedestrians are very vocal and they're very goofy, and the city, at least initially, feels very similar to, like, the um, San Francisco-based locations of the original game. And, you know, I guess it just kind of feels like home sometimes, despite this, like, myriad of changes in other areas. You know, as much as I I long for the things that they might have omitted or changed, it's a decent game on its own, and I think it's worth a download. I mean, it's free. It's certainly better than the vast majority of games that you probably already have on your phone and have, have spent a significant amount of time on. So, yeah, I give I recommend it, but I don't love it. Well, um, I'm out of beer. 
Shucks. So I'm gonna go open another one. I'll be right back. <laughs> Is this gonna be our first two beer episode? All right, I'm back, and I have Hi. beer. I have Good. beer, guys. I have beer. Is it a different beer? No. Then we're gonna have to do this all over again. Nope, nope, nope. Same beer. Okay. Because I knew what folly that would lead to. <laughs> nice. Uh, Emrys, would you like to go next with reviews? Sure. The game I'm reviewing is Free Sieve. Um, keeping with the sort of theme from last session is I'm looking for a fulfilling strategy game. So last week I was looking into the city building genre, and this week I am looking at the empire building genre. So I'm, the game that I'm reviewing is Free Sieve, which is a, as the title suggests, Completely free version of civil the Civilization games by Sivmeyer, or Sidmeyer. This game follows the rule set of Civilization Two, which is uh, the series is at Civ Five, so it's a pretty old interpretation of the genre. I found it to be mostly impenetrable. <laughs> Had you played Civ Five before? I've played Civ Five and Civ Four quite a lot. Uh, I've never played Civilization Two, which might be part of the problem. The graphics are adequate. They are very similar to the Civ Two style, which is chunky little square tiles that are sort of difficult to interpret. Like, there's swamps and jungles and forests... But when they're all right next to each other with streams that branch all the way through them, it's kind of like hard to figure out what sort of terrain you're actually looking at. Hmm. You can't zoom. You can zoom in, but the art is just kind of muddy in a certain oh. way. It's not completely impenetrable, but it doesn't really feel great to navigate the landscape, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like a, a joy. For all the, the crap that we give to the free games with the uh, in-app purchases that are really obnoxious, those games do have the benefit of being pretty gorgeous to look at sometimes. Oh, yeah. And so finding a free game by an indie, an indie developer that fills the same level of detail is pretty hard. The graphics are, are okay, the controls are all tap-based, so sometimes you end up, like, tap on your little unit, and then tap on, a, like, a grid that appears. That is how you direct your units around the map, which works out okay, but there's really no way to tell when your unit has run out of movement points, because they don't have, they don't really have, like, a bar or anything that gets used up. The messages, so like, if you move your explorer around and find like a goodie hut, which are early bonuses that you get for exploring the landscape, the message that pops up is in the, a tiny little corner of the status bar, but it bleeds onto the rest of the screen instead of wrapping, what? like in its little space. You end up having to like squint to read what's going on. 
my explorer was just killed by barbarians. It just disappeared, and I had to figure out what had happened by scrolling around until I could read the message, because it wasn't covered up by Black Fog of War. You know, honestly, <laughs> this game is probably playable if you have the patience for it, but I genuinely do not. If you don't have the patience for it, what mobile gamer's going to? Like, is, is it just that the tutorial is really bad? The tutorial is terrible, honestly, because it, it definitely doesn't tell you how to play Civilization, and it doesn't really adequately tell you how to play this version of Civilization in the extreme. One of the things about Civ is using your city to farm the resources nearby. I could not figure out how to do that just because it doesn't tell you. Just by tapping randomly on the screen, I finally figured out that you could look at the little very, very tiny city map, and if you unselect your worker, you can reselect him somewhere else. That I just figured out by trial and error. Is this just like a straight port from PC to a mobile device without any optimization? It looks like it was developed for the Android phone specifically. Like, it's not a port okay. of an official Civ game. Because it's really cobbled together. Well, that's the thing, is because it's, you know, as you said, cobbled together, it sounds like it was just a bad port, but that it's an original game, it's kind of odd. Well, it looks like a situation where the developer was more focused on recreating Civ than he was on recreating, you know, like a beautiful, elegant game to play. Mm. Which is, is kind of understandable, you know. I get it. He maybe just didn't understand mobile games as, you know, blah, beer. <laughs> like, looking at the city, I sort of know, like, what civilization is about, so I know to look for some of this stuff. But if you don't, if you've never played Civ before, you're not going to have any success with this version of it. It's too um, muddled from the weak user interface and the inadequate sort of explanation of things. Is this um, a free light version and there's a premium paid version? No, there's. this is just a, a free, free okay. game, period. Gotcha. Inexcusable. Yeah, you would think that they would put a little more into that. You know, Civilization is a complex game. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that they're doing their best, and they were focused on just making the game, period rather than making it a joy forever. I do wonder if it would have been a more enjoyable experience on a tablet. It's possible, but honestly, like, just seeing all this stuff on a bigger screen, I don't think it would help it much. See, like, for example, I just now found out where it tells you if your unit has moves left. My unit has plenty of moves left. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all this beer. You have no problems with whiskey dick, do you? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh wait, my sister listens. Many comments. Sorry. <laughs> my city has been churning out warriors because I haven't really figured out what else to build. I give it two horse archers out of five hordes. <laughs> They're getting more abstract. <laughs>
I'm sitting here, I like I have to have like a pencil and paper here to like do the math. <laughs> oh, you are able to save your save games to the Dropbox though, if you want cloud access. So that's kind of cool. Dropbox it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> See right there, that's what I was talking about earlier. Nobody says that anymore, but I'm from Pennsylvania, so I'm stuck. <laughs> no, I was just sipping beer when you said it, that's all. Okay. No, it's okay. It, it's I'm I am totally fine. <laughs> if I'm not funny, you don't have to laugh. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm two beers in and on a Skype call. I, I'm definitely on a delayed reaction. Oh shoot. We have another review lined up here, and it's for a Hearthstone Expansion, I believe. The Hearthstone Expansion? Yeah, I got whiskey tongue. <laughs> well, better tongue than dick, right? <laughs> Depends who you ask. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not going to take that joke any further, though. I feel like I'm going to really regret when this episode comes out, because it probably will <laughs> not be very favorable for me. Displayed by my opening joke here. Back that nax your mass up. <laughs> All right, I'm reviewing Hearthstone Curse of Naxermus expansion. It's an expansion for the Hearthstone card game. It's a CCG and Curse of Naxxermas is the first expansion to come out for it. It's based on the World of Warcraft raid Naxxermas, which is one of the earliest raids. It, it was what after um, Onyxia and Emrys. Help me. What was that? What was that other one? It was. I think it was after Blackwing Lair. Blackwing Lair. Okay. It keeps with Hearthstone's kind of lighthearted tone on the like their lighthearted take on the World of Warcraft universe. You enter Naxxermas and Kel'Thuzad hosts with hammy voice acting, and hasn't yet, but will supposedly eventually serve as the final boss once the Frostworm Lair is released. There are five different areas of Naxxermas that you can play in this expansion, but as of recording, only three of the five are released. The parts of Naxxermas are currently Arachnid Quarter, the Plague Quarter, and the Military Quarter, which have been released as of this recording. This coming week, Construct Quarter will be released, and then after that, the Frostworm Lair, the final part, will be released where Kel'Thuzad is the final boss. The expansion includes 30 new cards, and each wing that gets released contains a Normal Mode, a Heroic Mode, which has to be unlocked by completing the Normal Mode first, and then a Class Challenge, which you play with a specific class, like Rogue or Druid or something like that, and you are given a pre-constructed deck and you have to defeat the boss using the cards given to you. It's like fighting other players, except you're fighting CPU-controlled bosses who are more powerful than human-controlled opponents, just due to generally the AI isn't as good as a lot of the human opponents that you would face, although with my low ranking, I really don't face many people as good as the bosses in this in this game. The bosses of the Arachnid Quarter feel very much like running one of the Scourge raids in World of Warcraft. Uh, they have powerful abilities that you have to learn to counter, and they'll swarm you with minions, so you have, to, you have to have a strategy generally that involves winning quickly. I tended to find the Mage class to be the best one, um, due to powerful AoE spells to just nuke down the waves of minions they send after you, and they also have, you know, more powerful spells that allow you to ignore taunt minions. So that's sort of the, the easy mode for me was just using mage to beat the boss. And I guess you can 
give yourself a challenge to and you know try to use like other classes to to beat the bosses. Oh, I I don't really find it to be terribly rewarding since it doesn't really give you anything to do that. Every quarter is made worth your while to beat because uh, they you get an exclusive legendary card of that quarter's final boss when you finish it. In keeping with the other legendary cards, they're moderately overpowered. You definitely have an advantage if you have them available to put in your deck, but rather than have to rely on you know dropping them, you know, get, getting them pulled from a pack, or using dust to craft them after you know buying tons and tons of packs, it's nice that you get a legendary card just for being skilled and defeating that boss. It it makes it less oh you just got lucky or oh you just you know paid to win. It falls a little flat in terms of feeling like a full fledged um, raid encounter. What it does well is, you know, it swarms you with, with waves of minions, so, like, it does really feel like a raid encounter in that way, but what I really missed about it was the co-op aspect. Like, I think it'd be really cool to ha- to be able to have, like, multiple classes in one battle and, like, team up with a friend and, like, fight one boss with one of your friends and, you know, their deck. Like, that, that, and I'm sure that there are, like, all kinds of balancing problems with that that, that are why they didn't do it, but it felt, uh, it didn't feel quite like a raid encounter because of that, at least for me anyway, as, as someone who played World of Warcraft for a while. I'm having balancing problems right now just standing. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that is kind of a problem, there's very little replay value because you don't get gold for playing against these bosses. You get moderate sums of experience, which is to say, not very much at all. Basically, you get the same amount that you get for doing the tutorial fights. There's little replay value, which wouldn't be a big deal, because Hearthstone's a free-to-play game, but here's the thing. Each of these quarters are $7 each. Yeah. You can unlock them with 700 gold, which is pretty hard to come by, considering that the only real way to, to get gold at a reasonable rate is to do your daily quests. The maximum amount of gold you tend to get from like some of the harder daily quests to complete, or the more time-consuming ones, is about 60 gold. So that's 60 yeah. gold per day. To get 700 gold, it's going to be over a week of playing to unlock one of these things, and that's assuming you can complete a quest in the same day that you get it, which I normally don't, because I have time for about two or three games. Right. And some of those quests are like, win five games with this class. Even assuming I don't lose any games, I'm still not getting that quest completed in the day just because I don't play enough. They're asking $7 for basically somewhere between two to four bosses that you play against and one legendary card, which seems pretty steep, especially considering that there's no reason to go back and replay it. I didn't find class challenge to be my cup of tea because the fun of a CCG at least in my book, is building your own deck. So when somebody just hands me a deck and is like, oh yeah, play with this, it sort of loses some of, some of its luster. Andrew Smith and Chris Rao have tried to get me to play Magic by offering to build me my own deck from mm. just spare cards they have, which yeah. I appreciate Which I appreciate the offer, but that's not what I play a CCG to do. Like When I play CCGs, I spend hours building decks. That's the game for me. And then pl- actually right. using that deck is kind of a secondary experience for me. So class challenges, not for me. Maybe there's somebody out there who really likes it. The other thing is, the Naxxramas boss characters, and, and the game is billed as this being kind of like the selling point for it. The boss characters require different strategies and approaches to beating human opponents just because they are so overly powerful and they can easily overwhelm you. But the thing is, you still only have nine slots for decks, which is enough for one of each class. But 
they they need to add a couple slots for like knacks or misdex or something if they're really gonna insist that you do that kind of thing. Like if they're gonna make it a completely different playstyle, they need to give you one or two extra slots because I don't feel like having to rebuild a deck every single time that I want to play. I find that the new cards add like a new level of strategy to the game, which which is fun because they they interact with the existing cards in interesting ways. There's no doubt that Hearthstone is a quality CCG. The way they did the first expansion is evidence of that. I go on, I do my quests, I see people using these new cards in interesting ways. Death Rattle decks are really frustrating to play against, and they're now viable because of this expansion. A lot of these cards, due to everything being like Lich and Zombie-themed, all of the cards or not all the cards, but a lot of the cards seem to have death rattle aspects to them, which is, you know, when it, when that minion dies, they have an effect on the outcome of the battle, either beneficial or detrimental to you, depending on how much the card costs to play. It adds a lot of interesting levels to strategy. You can play cards that will wound your hero for short-term benefits, and you just have to end the game quickly. You can go for a longer-term game with this death rattle strategy, and it's a lot of really interesting ideas and mechanics, but I found the new content as far as the single player goes, really underwhelming, especially considering the hefty price tag and the lack of incentive once the legendary cards are already obtained. Yeah. So I would say it makes it a little difficult to play against these people who have these legendary cards unlocked that don't have a lot of counters out for them yet when you yourself don't have these legendary cards to to use as well because you haven't paid $7, because a lot of these people have to be paying money to, to unlock this stuff, or somehow have tons of gold that they just weren't spending. So I was short-sighted and was buying packs up until the up until the release of the expansion. I'm going to be slowly unlocking these quarters of Naxxermas. In that time, I'm going to have to find ways to counter cards that are surprising me, because I didn't even know they existed. It's still a good multiplayer game, but I, fi- I found the single-player content to be sort of underwhelming. Yeah, I played through the first quarter, which came out a couple weeks ago, and I immediately became frustrated with the amount of grinding necessary to unlock everything. Mm-hmm. And I was really underwhelmed by how you play the play a boss once, you get their card, and then there's no reason to ever do it again. I tried doing it like today while I was working on my review. Like I tried replaying it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, there is literally no reason whatsoever. It's it's not fun. It's just frustrating. You get, you know, if you don't get your AoE cards when you need them, you just lose. The heroic mode seems interesting, but it's really only one more replay. Right. I didn't find it to be what I wanted out of a single-player CCG experience as far as, like, a story mode sort of thing goes. It's cool that Blizzard tried doing something different. Mm-hmm. And... I'm interested to see, like, what they do with the next expansion. Yeah. And, like, see if they make any changes or improvements to the whole raid encounter thing. I didn't check to see what the gaming press was saying about Curse of Naxxermas. Maybe people really like it, as far as the single player goes. I I think that it keeps competitive mode fresh by introducing new strategies, but it doesn't do anything for me in terms of single player. I'm interested to see when they're going to freaking release the iOS, uh, the iPhone version. Yeah, they haven't done that yet, huh? Supposedly they're showing it next month at some event, but man, I've been waiting. The initial release date I thought was like June of uh, 2014, but I think it got pushed back. It's definitely going to be after September. That's unfortunate. 
Which, well, it's unfortunate for me because, like, I'm not going to have anyone to play with because all you guys are going to be burnt out or <laughs> I'll still play it with you when you get it, but the thing is, like, I'm going to have all of these decks that have, like, rare cards and stuff in it, and you're going to be still learning it, and it's not really going to be that fun for you. You can suck my deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude to have. Well, let's move on to our portable past. Oops. <laughs> what? Wait, guys, where's our portable past? Uh, it's still in the past. It hasn't... Yeah. It's yet to come back to the future. Did you forget to fucking fill up the DeLorean with uranium? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely was supposed to be me playing a retro game this this month but like i said earlier i have this like art director that's just breathing down my neck and so all my free time is taken up by this freelance graphic design project i don't even know i'm a monster <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's pushing me and it's making me better and it's making the the product the end result better so i apologize to our listeners because i totally could have i guess on my lunch break or something at work played some games but instead chose to just read about guardians of the galaxy every day oh man i want to see that movie oh you haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet no oh man wow the night like as soon as i got home from seeing the movie i didn't even go to bed i just sat in my i sat up in bed went on Amazon and was, like, looking for Rocket Raccoon memorabilia to purchase. <laughs> I, I bought the first issue of Rocket Raccoon, not because it was Rocket Raccoon, but because Scotty Young draws and writes it, and I love yeah. him. Yeah. So good. Is it good? I haven't read yeah. it. I, I, th- I think I'm going to put it on my poll list. Nice. I haven't read the book, but, I mean, he's just really well done. He was my favorite character in the movie. I haven't read any reviews of it. I, I mean, I understand that it's supposed that it's fairly well reviewed. Oh, it's it's yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's as far as I'm concerned, like it's right up there with Avengers as like one of the best superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's like a gr- good fun movie. I mean, yeah, it's it's not freaking. Um, I don't know. It's not Citizen Kane or whatever. You know, other uh, uh, pretentious reference I can make, but it's. <laughs> It's just like it's a lot of fun and it's genuinely funny and yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. Even I have to give it that much. Even though you you hated Groot. Bro, times fuck miser likes Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was planning to see it this week, so I'm sure that I'll have some kind of opinion. <laughs> Could you be more general? Um, I'm sure I'll have some kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, currently anyway, the most of the time you guys were reviewing your games, I was playing with my Rocket Raccoon bobblehead. <laughs> nice. It's cool. It just perpetuates our podcast motto by the seat of our pants. Yeah. yeah. Also during your review, Kevin, I got up to pee because I had to I couldn't hold it anymore. That's okay. I got up to pee too during my review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't I didn't. I just went in my pants. <laughs> Why would I get up when I have a couch as old as mine? <laughs> I have a butt crack full of piss right now. No big deal. You just, you get to a certain degree of comfort with your couch, and you're like, why would I get a new one? I can piss on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I've definitely drank too much. Yeah, whatever. What, thir- 32 ounces? I don't know. 
24 ounces. You're asking me to do math now. I think it's 32. I had 22 ounces. Of what? What percentage is this beer? 6.6? Why do I feel like this? It's because we're getting old. Yeah, and I cut back a lot. I've cut back quite a bit. <laughs> I basically only drink on the air now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess we can jump ship here. Sorry about that, our portable past fiasco. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of angry emails because we seem to get a lot of emails <laughs> in general. <laughs> Especially about how much people love our portable past. Yeah. Yeah. Look for our next episode on September 1st. I have no idea what's coming out between now and then. Wiener Sim 5000. Wiener <laughs> Lint. Look for Lint <laughs> on the Android Marketplace. Is see, Emerson, are you going to review that? Because I feel like you have a lot of experience with that lately. Yeah, I should. Is it really... <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is portable, you know, you can play anywhere. <laughs> it's true, you might get strange looks, but there aren't any laws against it. I'm going to finish the rest of this beer right now, guys. Alright, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Alright, it's gone. Awesome. And now I feel bad, that beer was a little bit too good to just pound the rest of. Oh, oh wow. Now I feel guilty. Nice job, frat boy. <laughs> no, Frapway wouldn't even finish that beer. He'd he'd like take one sip, put it down, and go get a a Coors or something. Yeah, a Michelob Ultra. I'm better than that. So anyway, go to uh, portablepower.popularoutcasts.com and click on that purple Amazon banner after you've cleared your cookies. That way, you help us fund this podcast. Basically, just pays for hosting costs, if even that at this point. But um, we appreciate your support, as do the Popular Outcasts in general. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, helps us get noticed. I, I really think that um, this last week's one of our good friends uh, reviewed us on there, and um, I think it actually increased traffic, so keep it up. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Also, go to Twitter, at, power, at PortablePowerFM. You can chat with us. And then um, Facebook.com slash PortablePowerPodcast, where you can also communicate with us. Email us at PortablePowerPodcast at gmail.com. Whatever, I don't even care at this point. Got a picture of your dog? I'll look at it. Don't even tempt me. I'll freaking look at that. And then other stuff that are things. We've reached the end of our coherency here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the alphabet? No. Oh. I had a friend in elementary school that could do the alphabet and then he'd do it backwards in one burp. Thanks for listening, everybody. And see you on September 1st. The end. Central Vent, Central, Central Bunch of Tenkaten.